This episode is brought to you by Buckshot Brew. Get ready to take a shot with Buckshot Brew. Brewed using Arabica beans from the Cordillera region. This strong and refreshing iced coffee drink gives you a bold flavor with a much needed kick to boost your day. Available in sweet black, chilled vanilla, salted caramel, and white mocha, each drink is handcrafted so you can be sure of quality and freshness. Take your shot now with Buckshot Brew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of the Flip Geeks podcast. And for today's episode, we are going on board this crazy board, the bullet train, with Brad Pitt and the crew. So I have here with me on this crazy ride, the one and the only, Karen May Devera. Say hi, Karen. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me again. I have my ticket ready. I am so on board, and let's go. Yes, let's go on board the bullet train. Okay, Karen and I have actually been uh, singing praises about this movie for uh, some time already since we saw it like a couple of weeks ago. And actually, well, we actually even did a Kumu live stream wherein we talked about the movie. So if you're not following us on Kumu yet, please do. It's um, at Ika underscore Chen for myself and at Kraken underscore May for Karen. So um, we're also doing uh, Kumu live streams uh, every Sunday at 6 p.m. So hopefully you could tune in and uh, say hi. What do you think about the movie? I think that everything would have been solved if people just communicated in this movie. It is a film about misunderstandings, miscommunications, and in in train hijinks, it's insane. It's crazy. I mean, if you're gonna do an all-out action brawl fest, then you gotta commit, and I believe this movie really committed to the craziness of the fight scenes and that is to be expected because the director has done um john wick also deadpool too also he's yeah. a former stunt uh guy right because he was like the stunt guy for brad pitt yes so like when i was looking at this photo he also I realized they kind of they kind of look similar i was like oh. <laughs> okay look yeah um i don't know how to pronounce he also that. uh worked on uh Yes. David so late, late. late, like David. Yeah, late. <laughs> I'll just call him director. Late. <laughs> we'll call him David because we're close. Direct so, Dave. Yeah. Direct, you know, like in, in the Pinoy. Yeah, I was saying that they're like direct, direct. So we'll call him direct Dave. <laughs> direct, yeah. <laughs> direct Dave. So. He actually also did some work with uh, Hobson Shaw, so Fast and the Furious. I remember us enjoying that film because we watched it also together when they had a screening. And it, I think it's a different sort of execution when you yourself have already been involved in, you know, stunts and fight choreography. Mm-hmm. And you really see that in the way they yeah. would lay out all those scenes. And they're very drawn out. You know, sometimes it's just like this wham bam quick thing i was gonna say quickie but that sounded like a different thing but like it's a quick scene but this one's just i love scenes where it's like drawn out <laughs> one shot it's like 
and you can tell that people really rehearsed all the fighting. And really, if you're here for the deeper meaning of life, then please take a detour because this is not the destination for you. Also, this <laughs> is all about the journey because did people really care about the destination by the end of this film? Probably not. It was all about that train. Yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. right. So, um, for our viewers, okay, so well, the train is actually... So just think of it as like uh, a number of assassins, a number of, uh, you know, really bad guys on board this train. And each of them, they have their own prerogative. They have their own mission. So they're doing their own thing. But then, of course, uh, you know, they face off with each other. And as you said, um, this movie would have been uh, shorter if they only communicated. But then again, you know, these are assassins and, you know, Communication isn't really uh, very strong. Yeah, they need to have like a group chat and just align. <laughs> just like talk it out. You know no, what I no mean? No group chat, please, guys. Yeah. Shoot now. It's shoot now, stop now. Ask questions later. Yeah, yes. So that's kind of. Because they're dead. Because they're assassins. Because they did. Because they dead. Yes. Spoiler they dead already. Is this called Bullet Train or is it called Suicide Squad? Ayo! Boom. Ayo. So, actually, there's like, so the body count is pretty high. So, yeah. It's really violent. So, think Deadpool levels. I, I always compare it to Deadpool because yeah, of like the violence. But then, of course, the humor also, the dark comedy. Yeah, this is the kind of violence where it should be uncomfortable, but because of all the comedy injected into it, you know, because it's hyper-violent, it just looks really mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, you should it's feel so, I think the... also, like, what is going on? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the the comedy balances off with the violence. So even if it's, like, really violent, like, you know, limbs flying and, you know, stuff like that. You don't really feel uncomfortable because you're laughing. So, it's a nice balance. So, so in Bullet Train, the plot is actually... It, it actually starts uh, as simple... Uh, you know, it, uh, it's a simple plot. It starts off as a simple story. It's Brad Pitt as uh, an... He gives me this reluctant assassin vibe, but he sort of that you know he he would rather be doing something else. He'd rather be doing another job. But aside from him being a reluctant assassin, he's also unlucky. So I think there's this whole thing about luck and fate that plays into the movie also. So yeah, this so Brad Pitt as an assassin, uh, aka Ladybug, that's his um, code name. He gets on board this bullet train, and his mission is to get a briefcase and get off the train. That's it. That's supposed to be the uh, the mission. But of course, things get complicated. That is correct. To quote the anchor man meme. Boy, that escalated quickly. That is the theme <laughs> of this movie. Aside from, you know, fate and good luck or bad luck. Is bad luck really bad luck if it gets you out of a sticky situation? Or what you thought was initially something terrible or like something very unlucky turns out to save you at the end of the day? That's what we'll find out. So if you listeners are 
familiar with Chekhov's gun, the literary device, the story device, that is used a lot in this film. There is some Chekhov weaponry everywhere. It's like a whole armory of Chekhov items that are to be used later on. Some of them are not even weapons at all. Hint, hint. All right. So yeah, the summary is pretty much that. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was like, yeah, I kind of, I sort of uh, compared it to a matryoshka doll. You know the the Russian dolls, and mm-hmm. there's like uh when you keep on opening them, there's like a lot. <laughs> yeah, everyone um, has their own backstory, but there's also yes, like, all these random items or like random mentions. That kind of have a callback later. That's what I like about yes. this. Yes. Um, so it, it it also reminded me of like uh, the butterfly theory. You know, like, there's like a, an action that or like chain of events that happened uh, before, which basically influences this particular bullet train ride. So there's there's really a lot of baggage here, you know, from the characters also. And that's why it's very interesting. Uh, even if the movie is more than two hours, it doesn't feel like two hours because there's a lot happening, but it's happening in a way that you're entertained. So the, the editing of the movie is also very flashy and uh, very well done. So you know, even there's like a lot of flashback because we were introduced to a lot of different characters and they have their own story. So they, they sort of do these flashbacks, but then it's done in such a way where in you're like, wow, you're good to your seat. <laughs> you're basically at the edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah, and imagine it's like this one long drawn out bottle episode because majority of it happens inside the Shinkansen from Tokyo to Kyoto. Everything's just there. And what amazes me even more is that they shot most of it at the sound stage mm, inside yeah. the studio. Because this was like the height of pandemic as well when mm-hmm. they were shooting, or at least it was still ongoing. So they couldn't go to Japan. So they had to mm. get someone to take shots remotely of like the scenery and all that. So they had to do everything, you know. At, in studio, so I think it's pretty awesome because like the final result looks like a travel documentary. Like, makes me want to go to Japan either way, despite all the rockos. Uh, even more. <laughs> like, like what we were talking about earlier, right, Ika? Like, I want to go to that quiet zone, or like you're not allowed to talk. That's yeah. like the quiet No noisy people. You're just relaxing. In the quiet booth, I wish we all had that in every form of transportation in our country. I would love that. Like a mini library everywhere. It's so interesting for me that I was hyper-focusing on like the different areas in that bullet train. Like I know there's like this whole plot with like assassins, um, (laughs) Russian mob lords and like a suitcase but I was like you know what I want to go to that quiet zone if I'm feeling sociable I will go to the area with the kids and like the arcade I would love to hang out there have a moment have my social media documentation there yeah I've never ridden uh bullet train before because I know they're super expensive like uh somebody mentioned in our Kubu live stream it's around what 10,000 yen so that's yeah. very pretty so around that and 
yeah, imagine Tokyo to Kyoto. That how many hours is that? And like, every, and despite that, so many things happen. Like a whole, it was like a whole freaking adventure inside a train. So yeah, um, we talked about as well that this is actually based on a novel. Yes, it is. So it's based on a novel, the original title of which is Maria Beetle. And uh, it's in, it's interesting because uh, in the novel, all of the characters are Japanese. So they change it up for the movie. Uh, I guess it's, you know, to make it marketable, you know, since it's Hollywood, it's a Hollywood movie. And, you know, uh, what... <laughs> what uh, better way to market a film than to, you know, to get Brad Pitt uh, as the lead It's, it's yeah. quite star-studded. I mean, minus yeah. the cameos. Like, it's, I think it's pretty star-studded already. You have Aaron it Taylor. You have Joey King. I think, I think they're really touching on different demographics. You got your Xers, <laughs> yeah. you got your millennials, you got your Gen Zers. It's quite an interesting <laughs> range of casts cast <laughs> cast C- yeah cast. <laughs> casts <laughs> what is so, yeah <laughs> just an update so i was actually able to find like uh online so i think uh i'll be able to get a copy of the book soon <laughs> but you know it has to be um ordered abroad but anyways so there um and also, uh, interesting to note that they, uh, it was nice to see familiar Japanese faces <laughs> in I know the movie. Hiroyuki Sanada and Andrew Koji yeah. doing Japanese representation. And of course, my faves, Karen Fukuhara as the snack girl and Masi Oka, <laughs> a.k.a. Hiro Nakamura Yata from Heroes <laughs> as the train so, yeah. character. <laughs> They have very small roles, but it's still very memorable. Yeah, yeah. So, so like when you see them, it's like, hey, it's uh this guy, it's the guy from Heroes, or it's it's the girl from Suicide Squad, or it's the girl from uh The Voice. It, it's like it's really the 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 roles are really small, but then it it's funny. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> and um, if you guys have not seen Karen's cosplay she did the cosplay of um the snack girl Kara yes. Fukuhara. Yeah. and people kept mistaking me for a police girl because you know i had to <laughs> repurpose yeah adapt, you know survive <laughs> and use my old cop costume and oh, so purpose that yeah the hat is from a cop costume but like the dress is just one of my dresses as well um mm. it's actually it's actually an Agent Carter dress. And mm, yeah. it looks like the Shinkansen. I believe, what what do you call the fictional line? I think Nippon. I, I have no idea. <laughs> line, something like that. Well, there's Nippon in the name. And for me, <laughs> the logo looked like a Pokeball. So I, I was like, <laughs> it's red and white. I'm just going to put like a mushroom on my head. But yeah, I had so much fun. Although people kept mistaking me for Zazzy Beats. But you know, that makes sense because later... I was wondering if everyone dressed up the same way because why are they wearing the same outfit? But we find out later on. Dun, dun, dun. But I guess this is a spoiler-filled discussion so we can already talk about it, right? 
Oh yeah, okay, cool. So <laughs> So yeah, that's at first I thought it was going to be like this weird situation where everyone is, you know, dressed in blonde and like dressed in those dresses. But no, apparently Zazie Beats character steals the costume or yes. the uniform rather. Yeah, I actually forgot that Zazie Beats was <laughs> in the movie. So she she's an assassin, uh, of course. So she was in disguise the whole the whole time that she was there. Uh so Brad Pitt was not aware of her presence. So she was uh, at first she was actually disguised as the as the mascot, right? She was in the mask. I, I knew that uh there's probably an assassin or someone in the mascot. Uh, costume. I had a feeling. So it was Zazie Beats. And then, I was uh, trusting and I thought it was just a mascot. <laughs> or like a or like, <laughs> like undercover police, like a good guy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <gasps> Betrayal. <laughs> I, I I had a feeling it was, you know, someone was under there. So yeah, turns out it's Zazie Beats. And then uh after that she gets the costume of Karen Fuhara. So that's why, actually, in some of the trailers, you see her and Brad Pitt fighting, and she's already wearing the Karen Fuhara costume. Yeah, so, that's why I got confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people got confused with my outfit because they are like, Zazie Beats. I was like, well, I don't want to race lift, so I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, because okay. at least she's Asian too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, and what else? Yeah, speaking of that, right, Ika, the casting is quite diverse, despite it being a bit more westernized. Because mm-hmm. you know, you have you still have the Japanese representation, but you also have, you know, African American representation. Yes. British American. Oh, British American. <laughs> British <laughs> representation. That's the British. Basically, you have POCs. Although there's still quite a smattering of white people there. And, yeah. you know, for me, it's so interesting. Whenever I see the uh, the Hiroyuki, Sanada, and Andrew Koji plotline, it always feels like a different movie for me. Like, you know, a hardcore Yakuza movie. But then I it switches back to Brad Pitt's plot. And then it just becomes <laughs> crazy Tarantino-esque action adventure. So what do you think about that? Do you think they were able to seamlessly combine those two plot lines? I mean, they're all interconnected, but for me, it's just it's just very interesting, like, the contrast. You know, how serious the other plot line is. Like, you know, <laughs> my son off the building! And then Brad Pitt's all like, you know, I thought this was an easy job. I'm just gonna get sued. <laughs> and, you know, some... Uh, you know, but, and then you got Lemon and Tangerine, like, woo! Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine! So, yeah, actually, here you'll be Sinada would actually do some funny lines also, but of course, his delivery is uh, like deadpan. So, yeah, but I think the other guy, the the father, Major, siguro out of place, siya, no? but I guess. Because, you know, para medyo serious kasi yung ano niya eh. Uh, his situation, you know, with his son, ganyan. So, yeah, I, I kind of felt that he was a bit out of place. Uh, 
I I didn't think that he, I don't recall him having any like particular funny lines or what. But uh yeah, if there was a character who's out of place there, it would probably be him. Being <laughs> <In> dad. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. But also, I find Andrew Koji so cute. He's also in <laughs> he so stressed for me. He was also in Snake Eyes. He was so <laughs> shadow. So, you know, I'm feeling him. I'm into it. I'm into like, the deadbeat dad uh, shabbiness of it all. The hashtag I can fix him. But only very the- shabby. <laughs> hashtag daddy. <laughs> No, but I also like Hiroyuki Sada because he was always like, I love how they kind of parodied, you know, the whole sage Asian old man who gives like mysterious advice. Like, like, yeah, there's like a part in the film where they're just like, what is this? What is this dude talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, what? Which is understandable, you know, given their different backgrounds. So I mm-hmm. like the contrast to like the personalities. I think I liked it more when you know they all really interconnected and met already. Cause like mm-hmm. at the start, it was just still building, you know, um, each character, and just so you can sort of um be emotionally invested at least. Uh, who are you emotionally invested in out of the? Who are <laughs> who are you emotionally invested in among the cast of characters? Because you don't know their real names; they're all, you know, hiding code names, right? So, yeah. who are you most attached to? I guess. Um, all right, so I guess Lemon and Tangerine. I guess the uh, the dynamic of. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, what's the other guy Tyler Brian Tyree Henry Brian, Brian, yeah uh them the them them guys uh I, they really had a good dynamic going on and uh, you could really feel their chemistry they had good chemistry so even if they did not look like twins you really felt that they were brothers so yeah I really like the the relationship between the two. Yeah, they were like the comic relief, right? <laughs> they were, you know, like, it's pretty bad when the only thing you gotta do is basically watch the suitcase, watch the son <laughs> of a mobster, use the suitcase, mobster son dies, bleeding out of his <laughs> And thank you, Logan Lerman, for that scene. Because <laughs> I didn't even know it was him. Until that I was so him. funny. Yeah, because it's like uh, what he had to do for like the, the entirety of the movie was just so hilarious. And I think that's, you know, more of where the dark comedy comes in. So he barely utters a word. I mean, that is the easiest <laughs> job. You just kind of like there and chill while everyone's acting around you. <laughs> And I want the shades, by the way. I hope they defictionalize some of the merchandise from the Shinkansen. Uh, I want those shades. Hopefully, I do not have to cover <laughs> my bloody eyes. But I would love those cute shades that Logan Lerman wears while he was doing like a major... Uh, what is that movie from the 80s? It was like... <laughs> ah, uh... 
Bernie's. <laughs> just giving me weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Doing like the waving, like they were pretending that yeah, the waving. So they're like waving the arms, and that's why I, I know that they are the comedic. <laughs> they're the comedic duo of this whole crazy train that we are on. Uh, I kind of get the vibe that Brad Pitt is giving us. I'm too old for this shiz. Because he seems so tired. He just wants yeah. to finish work. And can, don't we all relate to that where it's just not the weekend yet and you just want to rest. You just had a weekend, but you feel like you need a weekend again. And that is how I feel when I watch Brad Pitt. I feel like he just right wants now. to be like Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> he just wants this job to be over. Unfortunately, there's a lot of overtime, yeah. a lot of minute workload. Mm-hmm. Not talking about myself, just putting it out there in general. <laughs> maybe the listeners are late. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's, it's um, hilarious. No, the whole time. My, are affected in my um, statement, disclaimer, legal statement, bam. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's so exasperated. Like, even when he's going through the fight scenes, I like how he's committed to that personality. Like, he's fighting, but more like he's defending. Like, why are you coming at me, bro? I'm just here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, like, defending all the time. Because that's what I find so funny. Like, everyone's out to get him. Everyone's on the offensive. You no, know, giving it their all. And he's basically on the defensive with the suitcase. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. His mission is to get the suitcase. The lemon and tangerine have to keep the suitcase. I, and from that point on, you're like, huh. So... Their plans, their mission objectives, conflict. So, ooh, yes, and I, I, I was just, uh, also, uh, I remember that you know throughout the whole movie, Brad Pitt is dissing on this on his workmate because he he was only given that mission. Yeah, he's, what? Yeah, he because replacement, right, right? Yeah, he was just a replacement, so. Was he was supposed to be there, so like the workmate had a like stomachache or something, and then he had to fill in. So like throughout the whole film, he this is on this workmate, blah blah blah. And then there's a reveal. <laughs> there's a reveal about the workmate. Who? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was actually one of those really uh funny cameos. Boom. So what is uh... cameo? Let's <laughs> it. It's a spoiler okay. review. Yeah, so it's actually Ryan Reynolds. So it's like super hilarious. So yeah, so I I guess it's you know the whole Deadpool vibe comes full circle because it's it's Deadpool. He's in the movie also, sort of. So I, it's like it just elicited so much laughter from the audience when he came out. Nice <laughs> role. He just walks away from the explosion. Yeah, you're like what? <laughs> and it makes so much. <laughs> because of the way he would describe the guy and it's like mm-hmm. okay that checks out that sounds like a Ryan Reynolds kind of role like a very <laughs> arrogant but yet very hilarious role <laughs> and there's actually another uh, super funny cameo which is of course Channing Tatum <laughs> Magic Mike and from Magic Lost Mike. yeah so that's why I, I, I think we had this discussion uh 
connections, right? So let yeah. lay it down, Ika. What are the connections? <laughs> Among so the connection Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Okay, so apparently these guys sort of like uh they did cameos for each other's movies. So The Lost City stars Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. And then uh if you haven't seen it yet, it's super funny. It's like a uh a, a re- re- refreshing romance r- rom-com. So with, with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. So Brad Pitt has a cameo there. In, in their film which was like super funny like that was like uh, um, most of the reactions from the audience was about Brad Pitt anyways his cameo and then of course we have Bullet Train uh, which stars Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock has a role also she's Maria Beetle actually she's the handler of Brad Pitt so like throughout the whole movie you just hear her voice because she's talking to Brad Pitt and you only see her in the end so that's her. But of course, uh, we already knew that was her. Um, and there's, of course, Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum's cameo was just so funny. He's like a passenger on the train, but he's like uh, looking for, <laughs> for some... He's always like, is this a sex thing? <laughs> yeah. He's like looking for some kinky action. <laughs> yeah, with, with the other eligible men on the train. Namely, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson. I do not blame Channing Tatum. He has good taste. Yeah, so it's super funny. So like everything, you know, everything that he would talk, it's like about, you know, yeah, is this a sex thing? Yeah, he's like, he's ready to hook up. But he's like, yes. trying to be super chill about it. Like, yeah, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you see him like staring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super funny. So... That was, that was pretty funny. So now that we've gotten the cameos out of the way, how about the main mm-hmm. cast? What Maybe you can go through each one because it's a crazy amount of actors and actresses in this film. Like, there's so many of them. We got to go through them at least briefly. So we already talked about Ladybug. We talked about Maria Beetle, who's basically mission control. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the and we talked about them and Tangerine, but how about the prince Joy? Ah, uh, yes, I love that it's Joey and her name is the prince. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Joey King, okay, uh, I liked her role here. I, uh, I'm really not like a fan of the kissing booth, so it was kind of nice to see her in you know, uh, a very different role. So, uh, and I also like how she, how she delivered the role, I think, uh, you know, to. Uh, to be her age, and then you're like standing toe to toe with actors like you know, Brad Pitt. And, yeah, and I think she was able to carry herself well. And uh, I like the character uh, because her, her character is like so her code name is The Prince. So she has sort of like some daddy issues because her father, um, well, of course, it. you know, ha- yeah, <laughs> I mean, her father, um, Looks like uh, she, you know, she's she's a girl, but she kind of wants to be in the family business, which is of course like the mafia, the yakuza, like that. But then of course, because she's a girl, she's not taken seriously. So that's why she takes matters into her own hands, and which is why she's on on the train, of course, also because uh, she wants to show her father that she's got what it takes. So yeah, I kind of I admire that about her. But of course, 
uh, not about how she, not how she goes about it. <laughs> yeah, I love to hate yeah. her though, because you know she was causing trouble for my faves, my favorite family there, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Yakuza family. <laughs> and interestingly enough, uh, wasn't the character originally a dude in the novel? Hence I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I, not I, sure I, if. Yeah, I looked it up. So apparently, ah, okay, okay. it's supposed to be a male character. So I kind of oh. gender neutrality that she's called the prince. Um. Also, I love that. I didn't know. Right? So yeah, I was looking at like the the summaries, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, so that's why it's the prince. But I like that it it it's kind of suits her anyway. You know, she has that mm-hmm. vibe, and, um, and it does make sense later on once you know her real mm-hmm. heritage. Yes. So there's that, and love to hate her, which I think is a testament to good. <laughs> if you really love to hate the character, like she was so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know everyone was falling for her innocent girl act, and you're. You <laughs> the shoulders of every character you know I think you know that it does attribute to like a whole opportunistic thing where you always think women are weak and helpless and that's on them mm-hmm. in my head I was like hashtag deserve cause you know you <laughs> she would be a weakling but no she's like a badass assassin I did not like how she went about it her revenge yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. involving a a cute innocent a cute kid, yeah. Cute kid. No, no. <laughs> I was no, no. I was so stressed out the whole time because I just wanted that kid to have a very happy life. <laughs> to be okay, <laughs> be be free from the you know the clutches of the yakuza and just be a kid. <laughs> So I was really invested in that family, actually. But yeah, I agree with you. I also like Lemon and Tan. I think the people with like family units, there are they are the ones that I gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. But then again, the prince does have family on board, right? Because yes. then <laughs> she's the sister of Logan Lerman's character, who's the son of a. Uh, Russian mob boss, bam connections. <laughs> yeah, so because she's like royalty, right? Basically. <laughs> so yeah, so Logan Lerman's character is like the son of the Russian mob, uh, mob, but of course he's like uh, Pasawai. He, you know, he's not living up to the family name, so that's where the anger of. Uh, Joey King's character comes from like uh, you know her father does not see her just because she's a girl and you know there's this son na walang kwenta ganyan so yeah it's actually very uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Asian girls can relate to that you know having to uh, stay hidden because you know you have like an older brother or uh, you know who is more favored so yeah so I guess that that's one thing that the audience, some of the audience can relate yeah. to. If there's one thing Brad Pitt's character Ladybug got right, it's that everybody on the train needs therapy. 
Brad Pitt's <laughs> character has been going to therapy and he reminds us constantly in this film that he has indeed gone to therapy and he has learned a few things. And in the midst of the battles, he would say stuff like, hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> and as someone who also goes to therapy, I related so hard. I feel like I would be spouting a lot of my therapist's advice to like people I'm <laughs> battling against. Like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Like, he gave me that vibe. <laughs> and that is the realest vibe ever. I think that's why yeah. he's a character. That's why his character gave me that sort of reluctant assassin vibe. You know, it's like, he's an assassin, but he, he doesn't seem like one, I guess. <laughs> a very unlikely assassin. There you I go. like all those quirky touches. I haven't read the novel, so I can't compare, but Mm-hmm. I like the obsession with Thomas the Tank Engine. It's so <laughs> yeah, me too. But I <laughs> want to live my life following the moral code of Thomas the Tank Engine and just identifying the diesels in my life who are <laughs> annoying and will cause trouble. So I like that whole thing where he had um he had stickers. Stickers, yeah. He would just put it on people. I love that. That's very relatable just to be super geeky about it. Like, what did you think about that? How a super it, it was super funny because my my nephew was, you know, he had the whole Thomas the Tank phase. So I kinda I was kind of familiar with, you know, some of the characters. So yeah, see seeing uh <laughs> seeing the movie use the use Thomas and friends as like a a plot point <laughs> was super funny because, you know, they're on board this bullet train, this high-tech train, but uh, there's this character who's obsessed with trains, but it's Thomas, <laughs> the tank engine. So, yeah, that was, like, super yeah, funny. And, and then it's so perfect that, you know, the skill, like, you would expect all with all the Chekhov items going about, you know, where everything gets referenced later on. Like, there there was a gun that's like a self-exploding gun, right? Which gets mm-hmm, used. Yeah. An exploding suitcase. Or like an anti-venom shot. But then, you have this whole Thomas the Tank Engine thing that Lemon is all about. And you would <laughs> expect at that moment, like, oh my gosh, it's his time to shine. He's gonna... Uh, drive the train because he knows how and he's like oh my gosh and he doesn't understand because it's all in Japanese (laughs) (laughs) like that is real life folks nothing it's nothing you see in fiction can be (laughs) I don't think anything not everything you see in fiction can be used in real life (laughs) there you go so that I found funny too. Uh, any other funny parts for you now that we can go all out spoilers? The Thomas Attack bit was like <laughs> one of them. Also, um, also the snack girl. You know, like when they were fighting, it was like, excuse me, Sumimasen. She's gonna like I <laughs> with the push cart every time. <laughs> and then they would just pause and that, that, that I also Yes, like. yeah. They're killing yeah. each other inside the train. Yeah, I do have a question for you, though. Did you expect that, because there are so mm-hmm. many characters, so many colorful mm-hmm. characters, did you expect them to have a longer scene? 
Or did you get surprised when some of them were like just one scene wonders? Like they had this whole backstory Me. and you're yes, just yes. like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. I had that with, uh, oh, I guess you haven't talked about him yet. See, the wolf. The wolf. Lobo. See, bad bunny. Lobo, yeah. But bad bunny, who is a musician. Yes. I mean, we uh, have been indicated musician and yeah. question mark. I think uh, he's also uh, a musician. But, and, and he also, he has a, a hold on, uh, he has an upcoming film. Hold on, uh, wait. Uh. He is a rapper has, and a singer. Yes, there. Uh, he is, okay, he has been cast in a Spider-Man spin-off. Uh, new Marvel hero El Muerto for Sony Pictures. Very, oh, so yes. this is kind of like a trial for him, right? We kind of see the <laughs> fighting prowess. And okay, now yeah. he was in WWE. <laughs> this guy, so he's been around. Yeah, he's, he's been That's around. So <laughs> he's one of the most streamed artists on Spotify and there. So he's he's been cast as newest Marvel hero in, ah, okay, so there, El Muerto. So that's interesting. So you have, you know, Ryan Reynolds who's Deadpool. You have Zazie Beetz mm-hmm. who's Domino. And who knows who else is gonna be like a Marvel hero from and, here. Yeah, uh, I was saying uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson of course is uh, MCU's Quicksilver and just to remind people, Craven the Hunter. So, right? Oh, He's really? been cast as yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Craven the Hunter. And that's actually coming out uh, January 2023 already. So that's actually pretty close already. Okay. So they're basically like just, you know, get like try um, testing out uh, potential Marvel. I think that's why, that's why Aaron Taylor Johnson was really buffed in this movie in Bullet Train, right? That, that would make sense. Although, I, um, I can't believe I almost forgot he was Pietro and Quicksilver, <laughs> basically. Because, you know, yes. him. Uh, so, hopefully, we'll see him again in the MCU. I don't know about the others. You never know. You never know who's going <laughs> to later on. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? We never talked about... It's <laughs> funny about this film, you know? Do we even care about the bad guy? See White Man? <laughs> No, I totally forgot because you know everyone else was so colorful and you know this the kind of movie that's really all about journey not the destination I mean we were really invested in like the whole trip you know mm-hmm. even with like all the random stops and then when they finally get there it's just like oh no let's go back to that like I kind of want to go back to that train and just have more fun <laughs> When they finally land at Kyoto, you're just like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about the the big bad? The big bad. The of- big bad, okay. AKA the White Death, uh, played by Michael Shannon. So I, I actually thought his mask was pretty cool. I kind of like how they didn't reveal his face until the very end. So that was pretty neat. So it was like throughout the flashbacks, you don't see his face. So that yeah, was pretty... just giving me like seven Kaiser Soze. You never, you don't know who this bad dude is. Yeah. Until the end. 
But then I, 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 I was that. just like, eh. <laughs> like when I saw the bad guy, I was like, eh. <laughs> He's <Yes>. right. <laughs> Although I, I, like, <laughs> I like the whole big fighting scene, you know, where, you know, the train was going crazy. And yeah, yeah. Hiroyuki Sanada joined, joined the fight. <laughs> he joined the fight. <laughs> did this whole samurai thing. I don't know if he's a samurai, but basically Yakuza thing. He's just fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he in Mortal Kombat? Wasn't he? Yes. Yes. Was he Scorpion? Or Scorpion. Was... Yeah, Scorpion. He was Scorpion. Okay. See, I, I like how they all <laughs> came from some really cool movies. So you And got... of course, Hiroyuki Sanada was also in Endgame. Who was he in Endgame? Yes. Some random Yakuza that uh, Hawkeye killed. <laughs> Some random Yakuza. That's basically... I'm just glad he's getting more roles again. But, you know, he's already quite famous in his own Yeah, life. and, you know, we were saying that, you know, if it's like a Hollywood film where you need Japanese actors, it's either Hiroyuki Sanada or Ken Watanabe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, our go-to Japanese yes. actors. Uh, but Them both. <laughs> either him or the or. I cannot remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I Andrew Koji kind of a crush on him. He's so good <laughs> warrior. So mm-hmm. I stand him there. So I I gotta say, a lot of budget going into this film because there are a lot. Yes. Of wars. Definitely. All yeah. Eat their own shows are here. So, quite interesting to see them all in one film. You know, basically mm-hmm. supporting each other. It's it's an ensemble cast. I mean, I keep saying that Brad Pitt is the main guy. But really, it's an ensemble thing. Even if nobody except a few people survived at the end of this ride. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's it. I guess we talked about everyone all of the characters and yeah yes. even did all of the reveals the cameo reveals so yes quite yeah hard. so hopefully you guys have seen it and uh we'd love to hear your thoughts or yeah or read your thoughts whatever um feel free to uh send us a message and uh yeah so bullet train is actually now um showing in cinemas so if you've seen it, invite your friends, see it again. It's an awesome movie. Uh, thank you so much, Columbia Pictures. Yes, for thank you, Columbia Pictures. Us. Yeah. Woo, Philippines. Stay alive. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's actually got a pretty cool soundtrack also. So, <laughs> yeah. We have the Japanese so, version of Staying Alive, but my new favorite is the Japanese version of... I need a hero. I need a hero. Yeah, I need a hero. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That was pretty neat, also. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Um, yeah, don't forget to. We both liked it, right? So we both enjoyed it. Yes. yes. Don't go into it thinking too much about it. Just yeah. Just, just enjoy it. And just enjoy the ride. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, don't forget to follow us on our socials. So it's at Ika underscore Chang for myself and at Kraken underscore me for Karen. So we will be live on Kumu uh, every sad Sunday, every yeah, Sunday, Sunday of August at 6 p.m. So we'll be at on um, the uh, pop culture 
channel. So we hope to catch you there. So yeah, say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.